0: You ready. I said, are you ready for let's talk whoa hockey?
1: And now, here are our hosts, Beth and Courtney. What's going on, everybody? Good evening, good day, good afternoon, whatever time you happen to be listening, welcome to episode 51 of Let's Talk Woe Hockey. I'm your girl Beth, joined by my new special co-hosty friend, none other than Courtney Dagger. That would be me. Hello. How how are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm excited that you're here and you're going to be like a staple feature for a bit, you know, bringing some chaos over. Of course, always. As, al- as, uh, as always, chaos, and we are, as always, brought to you by 5 In A Game Sports Network. Make sure you give our network socials a follow on Twitter and Instagram, and also on TikTok, because Kat does TikTok, and and I, I, I'm i not the greatest at TikTok, I'm not going to lie. It's fine. <laughs> I'm an old, I try. I, I, I try. Um, but I'm excited to have you here. I know you don't, you, you obviously know your Blackhawks stuff, like... Your background should (laughs) truly give that away for anyone who's never encountered you. But you're still kind of new to the Woho side of things. I am. I am. So, I'm I'm excited to kind of, like, get you into the fold, because, you know, what the world needs, the world always needs more hockey. Like... I concur. it, it, It can never be wrong to have more hockey, and personally i'm of the opinion that women's hockey is you know a little bit better than men's hockey but it's because you know they have to play with finesse and they can't just bowl each other over all the time
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely a lot different of a game which makes it really exciting to watch
1: yeah it's a lot more it's not it's obviously not as much of a physical game i won't say that it's not physical because things do get quite spicy sometimes it certainly Um, can be but it is definitely not, I mean, body checking is a penalty. It's, it's very similar to like college rules. Um, mm-hmm. And so we're we're going to, for, for our long-time listeners, but even if you're a first-time listener, we're going to go over a little bit of the world of women's hockey. Yes. And give Courtney a bit of an overview of the world that we cover on this side of the show, on the Wo Show. So we're going to start off before the pro situation. All right. Because um, there are actually NCAA women's hockey teams and there's American Collegiate Hockey Association women's hockey teams as well. Okay. Um, the NCAA, the Frozen Four, actually was just locked in this past weekend. So if you have ESPN, ESPN Plus, you can actually tune in to the NCAA Frozen Four. Those games actually start on Friday, the 17th. First matchup is going to be Ohio State, the reigning NCAA Women's Hockey Champions versus Northeastern. That's going to be at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. Oh, I love
0: afternoon hockey. I mean,
1: <laughs> somebody was talking the other day about how, like, one of the last days of the NHL regular season, every single team is scheduled to play. Mm-hmm. Like, there are all the games, all of them. Everybody's playing. And it's like, so what you're telling me is I can start watching hockey and just not stop for 12 hours. Oh, it's the best. I mean, it's the best. You you can't be sad about that. And Mm -hmm. the nice thing is, with the Frozen Four, the second matchup is at 7 p.m. that evening.
0: Oh, beautiful.
1: So once you finish with Ohio State and Northeastern, you probably have to wait maybe... Hour, hour and a half-ish, depending on the overtime situation, because one of Mm. the semifinal games went to triple overtime. (gasps) Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. um, I mean, they were exhausted just watching the game. I was exhausted, like, watching them Mm -hmm. on on my TV. So, triple overtime, long, long game. It happens. Um, So, you never know. It's hockey. I mean... Things happen, but as long as there's no crazy overtime situations, Minnesota is set to face Wisconsin at 7 p.m. That game will also be broadcast on ESPN+. And then on Sunday, we have more afternoon hockey because yes. the NCAA Women's Championship will be played at 4 p.m. on ESPNU. Oh, beautiful. So get to see who's going to take it home. Ohio State has a chance to go back to back. So, I mean, oh boy, oh boy, and then oh boy, next weekend we have the ACHA Nationals. Oh, and those will be on hockey TV via Flow Sports. Um, it is subscription based. Um, Dagger, I've got you, I'll hook you up. You're fine. Oh, um, heck yeah, I have hockey TV, I know that you have AHL TV, that is insanely <laughs> expensive. I will yes. help you out with some hockey TV. Um, we actually have some friends of the podcast who are headed to nationals uh, to compete. So definitely super excited about that. I'm pulling up the list of the teams who will be attending. So on the division one side of things, Liberty is in the one seed, Midland at two, Minot State at three, Adrian at four, my Indiana Tech rolling <laughs> in at number five. We have Maryville at six. Arizona State at 7, uh, McKendree at 8, our friends from University of Michigan at 9, Miami University at 10, Jamestown at 11, UMass at 12, Lindenwood at 13, Minnesota at 14, and Michigan-Dearborn rounding it out at 15. So okay. the, the games, there's going to be 364 games that have been played. There were 31 teams in Division One. Three teams got an auto bid and the top 10 ranked teams punched their tickets to the national championship. It's going to be fun to watch more hockey again. Like, give me more. Thank you. Thank you so much. And then on the division two side of things, they actually go with a a pool system on the division two side. So pool A, we have Assumption, Navy, North Dakota State and Northeastern. In Pool B, we have Villanova, Dakota College, Zach's team, Central Michigan, and Niagara. In Pool C, we have Assiniboine. Uh, She told us how to say it. I still can't. It doesn't (laughs) register in my brain. I'm so sorry. Adrian College, Vermont, and Michigan State. And then in Pool D, we have Sioux College, Providence, Delaware, and Rowan. So it's going to be shaping up to have an absolutely insane amount of hockey coming up. The D two uh, g- pool games actually start on Thursday, the 16th okay. and I will send you the schedule and all of the things. So you can plan out all of the hockey consumption. <laughs> it'll be playing of the hockey. When, when I'm at work, it'll be here on my computer. When I'm not at work, it'll be on my phone. <laughs> it'll go everywhere with me. Um, and Flow Sports is great too because you can actually cast to any device that you have. Oh, so nice! You can just start it on your phone, cast it up, and then just go about your day doing whatever you do. So that is super exciting. The college side of things is always exciting, and I mean, it's it's good to get to nationals. It's good to get to the Frozen Four. There's going to be some good hockey played the next week and week and a half, two weeks. So you know, it's, it's I'm really going to go exciting. with.
0: Arizona State, because they share an arena with our one Arizona Coyotes.
1: Well, and I mean, not only (laughs) do they share an arena with the Arizona Coyotes, on the 26th, they're going to be sharing an arena with the Pro League on the women's side of things, the Premier Hockey Federation, because the Isabel Cup Final will be played at Mullet Arena I just set on you the, up for the perfect segue. Unintentionally. You did. that like, <laughs> like, was totally unintentional too. <laughs> you're just amazing. Love, love it. Love it. Love it. Love um, it. But that will be on the 26th of March, 9 p.m. Eastern. It will be live. I don't know if you're ready for this. It's going to be on ESPN.
0: Like not, the main ESPN.
1: Not like ESPN 472. <laughs> not ESPN Plus. Like It's going to be on ESPN and TSN. I know like last year it was ESPN 2 which is fine it was on a Monday also fine like I get it I understand first year with the ESPN partnership Mm -hmm. little crazy this year it's on a Sunday evening I mean it's in Arizona so obviously with the time shifts etc it starts at 6 p.m. in Arizona however it's it's 8 PM for you and, and 9 PM for me. It is what it is. <laughs> you just gotta roll with it. <laughs> just gotta roll with it. That's why coffee was invented. Like exactly. it's absolutely a thing. um So currently, there is only one professional women's hockey league in the United States. It's Premier mm-hmm. Hockey Federation, formerly the National Women's Hockey League. Great players, absolutely amazing. The things that they're doing with benefits and salaries and availability there i mean yes it's asu's arena however it is technically currently an nhl arena as well and that's where the championship is going to be um did just find out today per sources via the athletic that the professional women's hockey players association will officially next season become a players association only because They are reportedly finally launching their league for the 23-24 season.
0: Are you sure? <laughs>
1: <laughs> According to Haley Salvian, yes, she got sources. They said the players were told this past weekend that yes, this is happening. Um, it's a go. We have everything like for in place. Sure. Allegedly. Not like,
0: this is a thing. JK, we're going to rip it away from you oh, again.
1: That is, that is what happened <laughs> last year. We, we got a <laughs> similar message that they were launching a league and then it didn't happen. It was supposed to be ready like a couple months ago for them to actually play like in a league. It didn't happen. It's fine. I understand it's probably not the easiest thing in the world to launch a whole like hockey league. Mm-hmm. It's really expensive, et cetera, et cetera. But in what might possibly have been the last ever PWHPA championship, that actually happened yesterday as well, we did crown a winner. It was Team Harveys. Okay, I mean they've got some names like Sophia Shaver and Haley Scamora and I don't know Marie Philippe Poulin. I don't know if you've ever heard of any of any of them. Mm. Um. Not like, sure. <laughs> backstop by, you know, Anne-Renée de mm, Never heard of her. I'm not trying to erase yeah. tragic memories out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, if you look in the the notes, I did put a screenshot of the full roster in there, but there's some pretty significant names on the roster. They They were able to take the championship again. The pictures on Instagram are amazing. I mean, there's just, like, champagne all over the ice and all <laughs> sorts of fun, like, celebration action shots, which I adore. Yes. Um, so it was nice to see them kind of wrap up what hopefully will be their last season as not a league and more of, like, an exhibition tournament traveling situation. hmm But we'll see. I'm not going to, like, hold my breath. They've done this to me once before. <laughs> I'm not gonna hold my breath that they are going to follow through until I actually have like, uh, hello, this is a press conference. We would like to announce that we are starting a hockey league. Like, like that's when name I'll be like, and a logo and uh... a <laughs> name, logo, city locations, schedule, team names, mm-hmm. like. Transparency with salary cap situations. It's one thing I love about the PHF, though it started low on the mm-hmm. low end of the scale. Obviously, I mean, same thing with the NHL, like, you know, a long, 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 long time ago. Um Back it started low, but like, you know, last couple seasons we've been at least doubling the salary cap and it's going to 1.5 million dollars a team next season. Wow. Uh yeah, that's pretty great. And they have, you know, like full benefits for not mm-hmm. only themselves but their like spouses and children wow and all sorts of good stuff is like really starting to come together yeah um, had seven teams this season should hopefully have eight teams next season there is a u.s expansion team that was announced prior at the end of season six um things just didn't come together And I've heard so many rumors about, like, it's going to be here. It's going to be here. It's going to be here. Please, (laughs) Chicago. Look, I am down for a Chicago team. Somebody was like, well, what about the whale? I was like, no, see, the whale will always have my heart. But I will also love this new baby Chicago team because that's how I roll. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, you have Fifth Third Arena right there. Thank you. And Johnny's Ice House. I mean, exactly. There are plenty of places to play. I would not be surprised if maybe the new PWHPA league mm-hmm. launches a team in Chicago, given that, you know, the PWHPA is kind of home to one Kendall Coin Schofield. That's true. And, you know, she kind of, you know, lives in Chicago, does things with the Blackhawks, writes like you know. books, and participates <laughs> in, you know, NHL All-Star competitions that she wholeheartedly should have won um you know that bum <laughs> you, know, you know her i don't know if you've heard of her i'm not sure if you're familiar with who she is nah. <laughs> so soon I, to be mother kendall coins i know I, like well, it was funny because she wasn't playing for several of the exhibition matchups that they had this season in the pwhp mm-hmm. and i was like i hope she's okay yeah because like that's very not like her to just mm-hmm. be like I'm not gonna play hockey right um and then I think it was two weeks ago because it was right around the time of our 50th episode Mm
0: -hmm. like
1: that day she dropped like we're expecting a baby and it's like that's why she hasn't been playing hockey hey that Um, makes sense (laughs) it does and I mean like Natalie Spooner actually just had a baby um did a beautiful ad for Adidas um because she started playing again this past weekend okay and the ad was just absolutely gorgeous I shared it on the um network Instagram page and it was basically her talking to her child about how like we're gonna go show them that like mommy can still do this yeah and we're gonna you know prove to them that you you know we've got this etc and I want you to grow up in a world where you know like I did this to show you that anything is possible and it was just like oh well that's emotional (laughs) it it was like one of my friends sent it to me and I was like I don't know if I'm I was not prepared for this like <laughs> and then he also said like I'm gonna go buy all of the Adidas things now kind of like Bauer just does all of these like stuff for girls and women's hockey and I'm like oh I need to go buy more Bauer things now yeah okay right. darn shucks <laughs> so hopefully in a couple months we'll get a similar video from Kendall Coins Gofield hopefully Where she's like, all right, kiddo, it's time. Mama's going back (laughs) to playing hockey. Got to get back on the ice. Got to get back on the ice. Got to show you, like, I'm still fast because. Yeah. So fast. The wheels on Kendall Coins Go Field are. Next level. I mean, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: next level. I mean, with McDavid level. (laughs) I mean, come on. Yeah, when when she took the ice for the fastest skater, I was like, oh, the boys are about to see. <laughs> and then when they panned over to the benches and they were all just like. Yeah, uh, 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 it's like, yeah, mm, mm-hmm, see, mm-hmm. see, uh, girls can play, too. <laughs> um, and it's the same. They've had female hockey players at the last couple of ECHL All-Star Games, and it's been kind of the same reaction. Like, people are like, yeah, OK, whatever. It's girl. And then, you know, like last year, we had Jillian Dempsey down here in Jacksonville for the ECHL All-Star Game. And uh, she fast, And uh, Sonny Shaver, she fast too. And it was really funny. We had like a uh, he wasn't necessarily an e-bug, but he was kind of like the traveling ECHL goaltender. Like when somebody needs a goalie, he's like the guy who appears. Okay. And he's not little. He's like 6'6", 220 maybe, standing mm-hmm. next to Jillian Dempsey who was like a foot shorter than him. And it was an interesting sight to see the just absolute difference in height um and it was also a great game cuz Sonia Shaver wore a visor. They were allowed to choose what they wanted to wear. They don't have to like cover their faces. So she made the choice. They actually gave the PWHPA Sonia was the only one who made it. The other player got stuck um coming down from Canada. Cause she was doing ah. some promotional stuff mm-hmm. and, you know, pandemic COVID, et cetera, rules, things like that. Yeah. Uh couldn't, couldn't make the trip down, but um, Jillian Dempsey made it down. And, you know, your favorite women's hockey player, who's now a member of the Boston pride also made it down too. Um, and so I was looking on the ice and mm-hmm. I easily found them because visors bubbles, K. I was looking at the other team and I was like, wait, did she not come? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I just saw this like blonde braid uh-huh. flapping. And I was like, she's just she's, she's wearing a visor. <laughs> and coming so to, cool. yeah, to find out, they actually gave them the choice on, on what they wanted to wear. And she was like, I'm going to rock it. Like, I'm going to go rock a visor. Yeah. I, get to, I can rock a visor. Like, you're going to let me? K. like watch watch what happens <laughs> that's
0: great yeah so I've never understood why they have to go like full cage or full bubble that's a wonderful question it's pretty ridiculous you know we can't
1: ruin their pretty faces I know plenty of female hockey players who would absolutely 100% rock visor. yeah because bubbles are just uncomfortable cages give you
0: Yeah, they're weird things.
1: Yeah, so, I mean. I wouldn't want to
0: feel like an astronaut out on the ice.
1: No. And, I mean, on the men's hockey side of things, you know how much they get ragged on if they have a facial injury and they have to rock a cage or rock a fishbowl. Like, let them have the choice. You want to rock the visor? Here's your waiver. Like, letting us know you're making this decision. Like, Here's you know your what you're
0: signing up for. You might get hit in the
1: yeah. mouth. I mean, <laughs> look, male hockey players all the time rock a visor with their mouth guard hanging out of the corner of their mouth like a fishing lure. Exactly. They and don't care okay. about knocking teeth out. No, it's like the sign of being a hockey player missing yeah. teeth. Although,
0: to be fair, to be fair, they make more money to be able to get True. that situation fixed. True. So, I guess it sort of makes sense with how Woho has been.
1: But also historically fair, in the PHF, they now have dental insurance.
0: Exactly. So,
1: so now they should have a the choice. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. So I understand it historically cuz maybe they didn't have the means to, you mm-hmm. know, get the dental
1: work done and all of that, but now they do yeah and i mean honestly like what hockey team doesn't have a dentist as a sponsor right um like I know the ice hogs do the the Icemen do um and they have a floss cam and the <laughs> dentists come out and talk about how they're the official sponsors of the Icemen uh-huh. and don't forget to floss oh no and, yeah and then and That's then they so floss mm-hmm. and then they floss oh no <laughs> mm-hmm. and then and then they pan around to all of the tiny children who are flossing and i'm like can we please stop like oh
0: no oh <laughs> no
1: please i don't mm, i don't wanna see wanna. woho is so much less cringy <laughs> it really is it really is and i mean <laughs> woho does cool things a couple seasons ago harrison brown transitioned and and, mm-hmm. and came out and his first game in the league or you know, back in the league after his transition, mm-hmm. he scored a goal, and they announced that he scored his first goal, and used his proper legal name. Aww. And like I, I, have like literal like goosebumps even talking about it, thinking about the video. If you haven't seen it, you have to go I on YouTube and I'll find it.
0: Watch
1: it. Um, and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that would never men's happen. hockey could never men's hockey could never. I mean, look at everything that's going on with just Pride Nights even, like, happening and people wearing jerseys. Um, men's hockey could never. Yeah. Ever. Ever. One day. Maybe. You know, maybe. Um... <sighs>
0: Nope, (laughs) I'm not even gonna go there. That's gonna go down a very depressing hole. (laughs) Yeah, that'll go
1: down a rabbit hole that I don't know if we're ready for on Dagger's first episode. (laughs) Let's talk wohaki. That's that's like a we'll have to do like a let's talk wohaki wohaki after dark where we just go down the rabbit holes and and deal with the crazy. um But happy and sad things also happen on the woho side of things this weekend. It was the last weekend of the regular season, which is sad because that means it's almost over. That is sad. <laughs> but also happy because playoff hockey. Playoffs. Like playoff hockey. Um, To finish out the last weekend of the regular season, we had Friday Woho, which is always a spectacular time to be alive. Heck yeah. Um, The Buttes made their last trip of the season to New Jersey to the American dream and faced the Riveters Uh, Friday's game was a very, very, very easily Ribs win five, two kind of game. You know, made sure to, to, to put it all out there and, and, and get it handled lots of goals between the Buttes and the Rivs that always get spicy. Okay. Um, Like
0: guessing their rivals then.
1: They, I, I mean, Buffalo, New York, metropolitan is kind of like a New York, New Jersey sort of situation. Okay. Found, founding four teams, so you know the rivalry has existed Cincinnati. for now seven seasons, and so things tend to get spicy when when they meet up. It's just the nature of the beast. I mean, the Ribs are all. The Ribs and the Buttes are also both kind of spicy teams. Okay. Um, usually they're two of the teams that lead the league in like penalty minutes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all of that fun stuff. And it, it is what it is. If you turn on a PHF game and you're like, I don't know who's playing. And then there's like some pushing and some shoving. And you're like, oh, oh, it's probably this them. <laughs> is, this is a buttes Ribs game. Okay. Okay. Powder- <laughs> Powder Blue didn't give away that the buttes were out there, but but yep, okay, cool, understood. Um, and it was it was really just an amazing game. We love high scoring games. Woho is just a different beast sometimes. The floodgates open, much like in the world of men's hockey. Sometimes mm-hmm. when the door opens, it just cannot be closed. Um, <laughs> it just keeps going and, going, and it, going. It it just keeps going. Saw goals from Courtney Maud for the Buttes and also Michaela Grant-Mentis who has had a fantastic season she the, the Buttes struggled this season but Michaela Grant-Mentis she kind of contributed to something around like 90 plus percent of the points that they scored this season okay McDavid <laughs> right She's, she is unstoppable she used to um, be
0: with Toronto right
1: Correct. She was with okay. Toronto um, for a couple seasons. She was there, I believe, their inaugural season and last season. Mm-hmm. And then returned to Buffalo for this season. Because gotcha. um, she did previously play for the Beats as well. And, and then... Canadian, yeah?
0: Or is she yes. Yeah, Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I know there yeah, was a the lot of confusion when the Olympics rolled around. Like, how? How she not on the roster?
1: Yeah, Um. I mean... There's always kind of that confusion. A lot of it sometimes kind of boils down to, you know, they've obviously team Canada and team us have their very established Mm -hmm. core rosters and it's hard to get new people into the fold, especially since a lot of them played together during non-Olympic years in the PWHPA. So, but yeah, she is from Brampton, Ontario. Um, Her brother actually plays in Michigan in the FPHL with my personal trainer. Um, oh, they really? are on the same team. Uh, <laughs> he shared a post one day and I was like, Grant Mentis. Oh, hold, on. hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> I know that name. And he was like, yeah, that's Michaela's brother. And I was like, well, I mean, Grant Mentis isn't really a common name. That you yeah. hear. So I, I kind of assumed. Um, and then I went to Elite Prospects and, you know, confirmed. Yeah. Um, so absolutely amazing to see. And then on the RIV side of things, we had goals from Mintu Tuomenen. We had a goal from Kelly Babstock. We had a goal from the captain, Madison Packer. One from Amanda Pelkey. And the icing on the cake was from Fanny Garot Gasparix And I mean, it kind of was like Oprah was in the building, just handing out goals. You get a rims. goal
0: and you get a goal and you get a goal.
1: Yeah. Everybody gets a goal. <laughs> um, and and you know, it's not awful to see the goals kind of spread out across the roster. Those are, mm-hmm. as as hockey fans, coaches, teams, you want to see lots of people
0: scoring goals. It's always great to see a fourth line goal. Let's be real. Yeah.
1: Like let who doesn't get excited mm-hmm. when like some fourth line enforcer guy somehow magically puts the puck in the back of the net and we're all like what? <laughs> who did that t- uh-huh. That happened last year for the Iceman. Um, the Iceman have goal gifts for every player. Last year, he did not have a goal gift <laughs> because no one expected him to score goals. And he scored, He ended up with like three or four goals by the end of the season. And this season, they gave him a goal gift. Um, Does he have any goals this season? He's currently playing in San Diego. Ah. Uh, he, he got a call up to the A and ended up signing like a two-year contract. Oh. Um, I mean... You need the the goals had a rough season. You kind of need some, some, some muscles. Uh, (laughs) Can't Beat them on the scoreboard, beat them on the ice. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So, you know, it's nice to see the the goals spread around the Buttes and ribs did have their final regular season matchup on Saturday. The Buttes did open up the scoring and it was like, Oh, are we going to see a thing happen? And then the ribs kind of answered back, in the second period. And then the Riff scored again. And it was like, oh. And then the Buttes scored. And we were like, oh. And then the Riff scored on a power play to end the game in the third. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it, it was one of those back and forth. Like, are they? win? Maybe. Maybe. It's fine. It's okay. Um, but we did see goals from Claudia Kepler and Courtney Maude on Buttes. And we saw a goal from Kendall Score Nine herself, Captain Madison Packer, and another finisher from Fanny Garagas Barracks. To give you an idea, even with all of the goal and all the scoring, when you make 42 saves as the visiting goaltender, you get the number one star of the game. There were, oh my goodness. Yeah. Three goals against, but 42 saves. That's Um, 45 shots yeah yep 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 um there was also (laughs) um some game ejections oh yeah things got pretty spicy the penalty sheet is quite long this game did see jessica healy um with an ejection after receiving a major penalty for checking from behind and late in the third period we did also see Michaela Grant Mentis get an ejection after a roughing penalty. Sarah Bujold got a cross checking ma- minor penalty and was also ejected from the game. So cross checking Yeah, well it was it was extra extra spicy. Ah, okay. Um <laughs> yeah, it was it was one of those like uh um uh, 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 okay. And I mean The end of the game saw Fanny gragas get a two-minute penalty for roughing at 20 minutes of the third period. Um, You have to scroll through the penalty summary on that game. Um, It's not a one-page scenario. Like, you have to scroll to keep seeing what happened. I guess things do get
0: spicy between those two.
1: Yeah, things get a little bit spicy. That was actually the end of the... Hockey season for both of those teams. Neither of them were able to punch their ticket into the playoffs. So it's sad. Uh, The Buttes struggled to start the season. They also lost their would-be starting goaltender in in Cassidy Suave. Uh, She had a preseason injury that she tried to work through Mm. uh, and could not and ended up having surgery a couple weeks ago. So when you lose your starting tendy and, like, the person you kind of – designed this team around mm-hmm. um yeah that's tough it's tough i mean she was an ncaa champion last season she's a good tendy yeah. um she's the person that you want to have backstopping your team so losing out on that is definitely not something that's ever helpful to anyone oh. at all hello ella. yeah um ella agrees <laughs> ella agrees she's like i she got, got something come- to say about this say hello i have <laughs> Opinions and thoughts about this. We Um, love tendies around here, don't we? We do love tendies around here. Um, So, but, you know, the Buttes definitely loaded up. I hope that they're able to kind of keep some of that momentum going into next season. They do have a couple players on two-year deals because that was something we got last offseason was multi-year deals. Oh, Um, I know. So it's absolutely an exciting time. And hopefully with Cassidy back healthy next season, I mean, they've mm-hmm. still got MGM signed. I believe they've got their captain still signed for another season coming up. They've got a lot of new blood. They interjected at the end and it definitely paid off. But, you know, again, they, they kind of do like to hang out in the penalty box sometimes. And, you know, it, it, it happens looking here to kind of wrap up their season the Buffalo Buttes finished the season number one in PIMS with 238. Oh, <laughs> okay. So, yeah, yeah, things things were spicy. Uh, the Montreal Force did not play this weekend. Their schedule was already completed. They actually finished the league second in PIMS with 209. Um, so, they, I mean, expansion teams, it happens. It is what it is. We're all familiar with the expansion model of hockey and Mm -hmm. how that works. There are dogs fighting over a tennis ball behind me right now. (laughs) Pardon the abrupt movements. Um, We're going to shift over to two teams who locked in the one and two seats in the league. Uh, This weekend actually determined the one seed. Oh, that's fun. Um, The Toronto Six basically had to win out this weekend to secure the one seed. The Boston Pride had to win one of the two games this weekend. Um, And I definitely didn't explain this to you before, but Woho operates on the 3-2-1 points system. So three points for a regulation win, Mm -hmm. two points for an overtime win, and then one point for an overtime or shootout loss. Okay. So, and then regulation overtime wins are the only things that count in tiebreakers for standings purposes. That'll be important to know here shortly when we go over the final season standings. Gotcha. So on Saturday, the Boston Pride made their way up to Toronto to face off in their last regular season matchup versus the Six. It was a Boston Pride victory, three to two. So that sealed them as number one, yeah? They sealed them as the one seed and the regular season champions before Sunday's game was even played. (laughs) We did see goals from Brianne Wilson-Bennett and Daryl Watts on the Toronto Six side of things. And then on the Boston Pride side of things, we had goals from Christina Patinga, Lauren Gable, and Olivia Zafudo. Lauren Gable is absolutely insane. Her shot is ridiculous. She is fast. She is very, very, very fast. (laughs) Um, And I mean, Corinne Schroeder continued to absolutely dominate this season. She has backstopped the pride to some amazing things. She also set a PHF record this season, not only in sh- uh, saves but mm-hmm. also in wins. Oh. Uh she also set the PHF record for the most ever shutouts. Um this is going to be like a Tony Esposito level of record. Um well, she is just absolutely insane. And the dogs are driving me crazy. Um, Corrine Schroeder finished the season mm-hmm. with a 1.67 goals against average. Oh my lord. A point nine five five save percentage and nineteen. 19- Wins.
0: How many games did they play?
1: 24. What? What? And oh, by the way, she also had seven shutouts. Oh my goodness. There were a significant number of games where she faced over 50 shots. Or even like there was a game 50 shots shut out 49 shots shut out like what <laughs> yeah yeah um she stopped a lot of pucks she faced a lot of shots um she is absolutely amazing and oh by the way just to make it even better she had two assists oh you know well no. You know, the PHF has no yet to, she didn't score a goal. The PHF has yet to see a goalie goal. Damn. It has not happened. The first one is still to come. And, you know, I don't know when that'll come, but mm. it's going to come one day soon. I feel it like in my bones. I 100% thought she was going to have a goalie goal this season. But It's probably going to um, be her on top of all of that, maybe in the she's playoffs. Just, <laughs> she's going to have all the goalie, all the goalie stats like all oh of them um yeah so she's really good really really good uh she did have two goals against but did save 35 shots on saturday another almost double digit difference or um, another times two difference in shots the pride had 20 shots and the six had 37 oh. and the pride won three to two because hockey um she's really good wow she's so good uh and then on sunday they did have their rematch which obviously the pride were locked into the one seed the six knew where they were going um but they did come out with the dub on sunday afternoon five to four okay uh we had pride goals from kaylee Friesen, olivia zafuto sammy davis and callie flanagan and we had Toronto six goals from Cheyenne Darkangelo, Daryl Watts, Brittany Howard, Michaela Cava, and Brianne Wilson Bennett. So it was another everybody gets a goal kind of night. And I mean, it's it's always great to watch them play. The shots were almost the exact opposite of Saturday. The Pride had forty shots on goal, and the Toronto Six had thirty shots on goal. Um, just absolutely so absolute, many shots, so many shots. So <laughs> many shots. Um, but again, with the top two seeds in the league, those are kind of things that you expect to see. That's true. Um, and then the final weekend matchup was between my wonderful Connecticut Whale and the Minnesota Whitecaps, formerly the team of the Dagger. Yes. But, you Formally. know, her favorite player moved on to Boston. So and Boston so now. It is. Courtney Boston Dagger is the Boston Pride fan, um, and, and that's it fine. The great goalie. So I hey. mean, you you have Karine Schroeder. So how can you not be sad? Exactly. Uh, so final weekend matchup was between the Whale and the Whitecaps. It was a three to nothing Whale victory with yet another Abby Ives shutout. She's had several this season. It has been absolutely amazing. It was also the return of Amanda LeVile for the Minnesota Whitecaps. She was on. Um, injured reserve, missed mm-hmm. out on six games due to an injury. And we saw Kennedy Marchment continue to set the PHF single season point streak record. She already had it coming into this weekend at 16 mm-hmm. games. And then hey. she scored a goal and now is 17 games. Wow. She's good. She's so good. Like, so good. Huh. So good.
0: Guess it runs in the family,
1: eh? I, I mean, her cousin's pretty good at the hockey too.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, the other whale goals, because I forgot to mention it and closed out that tab prematurely. <laughs> uh, we had our the first goal was from Kennedy Marchment. The second goal was a shorthanded goal. Oh. Sc- scored by Katerina Morozova, and the third whale goal was scored by Linka Sarter. So. I mean, not going to hate it. Really disciplined game, though. There were four whole penalties this whole game.
0: Four. A little different from uh, the other games talked about.
1: (laughs) Three of those penalties were for tripping. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, when you play a nice disciplined game, good things can sometimes happen. And for the final matchup of the regular season... The Whale also took home a dub for their sixth win in a row to end of the season. Not, Not a bad a, way bad to go way into to the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and with that, we had a goal from Alyssa Wolfiler, Hannah Bates and Janine Weber on the Whale side, and Liz Shepherds on the Minnesota Whitecaps side. Again, another super disciplined game. There were all of six penalties in this game. So, I mean, two two of them were for delay of game for puck over the ice. One on each side. Or puck <laughs> oh, over the goodness. ice. Goodness. Puck over the puck, glass. Puck over the ice. Puck over <laughs> the ice. Um, it, well, actually, I'm sorry. One was puck over the ice. The other, the Minnesota Whitecaps did serve a delay of game minor um, after losing a coach's challenge, challenging a goal. Ah. Um. So, you know, same like men's hockey, you make the challenge and you lose the challenge and you sit two minutes in the box because you weren't right.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, th- there is some crossover. It's there. It exists. Uh, for our end of regular season stats, this is kind of where I think Dagger dagger's going to be like, I'm sorry, what? Um <laughs> So on the player's side of things, not the tendy side of things, because as Mm -hmm. you can imagine, Corrine Schroeder led all the things.
0: Um, All those (laughs) stats I gave you,
1: those were all the league leading stats. Jeez. On the scoring side of things, leading in points, goals, assists, and points per game, we have Lauren Gable. She had 40 points, a nice even split of 20 goals and 20 assists. In 24 games. In twenty-four games, oh my and lord, had a league-leading average of one point eight points per game. Oh, on the power-play goal leaders, we have from the Metropolitan Riveters, Mentu Tuominen, with six power-play goals. Wow. On the shorthanded goal leaders with four shorthanded goals from the Connecticut Whale, we have Taylor Gerard. There are also two other Connecticut Whales who round out the top five of that. Kennedy Marchman had two shorthanded goals, and Katrin Lonergan had one shorthanded goal.
0: Shorthanded queens. I'm here for it. I love a shorty.
1: And leading the league in game-winning goals is none other than the single-season record-holding point streak person Kennedy Marchment with six game-winning goals. Wow. And she finished the season on an 18 game point streak. (sighs) Yeah. Holy. Yes. So, for the first time ever, the PHF has playoff series. Like, Not a one-and-done situation. We've got three-round playoff series. Uh, The games will be taking place in Boston and Toronto. Okay. The Minnesota Whitecaps are headed over to Boston. Boston is currently looking to go back to back to back... Isabel Cup Championship. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> game one of the Minnesota Boston series will be on Thursday, the 16th of March. Game two will be played on the 18th of March, which is that following Saturday. And if necessary, game three will be played on sad- Sunday, the 19th. The Connecticut Whale are headed on up to Toronto for their series. Their game one is on St. Patrick's Day, the 17th of March. Game two will be the 18th of March. And if necessary, game three will be on Monday, the 20th.
0: I see. And are those going to be on ESPN Plus?
1: Those will all be on ESPN Plus. They haven't announced if anything will be broadcast on any of the dozens of ESPN channels that exist. (laughs) Um, But they will be on ESPN Plus and TSN Plus if you're in Canada. Um, And I mean, possibly Nesson if you're in the Boston area, because Nesson did actually mm-hmm. broadcast several Boston Pride games this season. Okay. So um, the winner of those two playoff series, which is the coolest thing that I have gotten to say when it comes to PHF hockey, will move on to the Isabel Cup final, which will be played at Mullet Arena in Arizona On the 26th of March at 9 p.m. Eastern, so 8 central for Courtney, 7 p.m. for our mountain friends, and 6 p.m. in the Pacific time zone slash now Arizona time zone, because, you know, they don't participate in daylight saving like the rest of us would also like to not participate in. I'm tired. Which was just this past weekend. (laughs) It was just on Sunday. I am a tired human. It is unfun losing an hour of sleep would appreciate it if we could stuff this nonsense agreed like give me more sunshine in in the winter time thank you
0: yes please like it's already depressing enough can we just have more can we just
1: have like an hour of sun more please like can <laughs> it not get dark at 4 p.m that would be great it would be, be wonderful it would be so wonderful um so that kind of covers the woho side of things let's go boston got miss dagger here nice introduction <laughs> to the world of woho um knowing her she will be an expert in approximately two to three business days <laughs> um it'll be like you ordered woho courtney dagger on amazon prime with free shipping um she's gonna go learn all of the things and absolutely that because that's what she does that is that's what you do do you have the phf cards from last season I feel like you ordered those. I can't remember. I don't believe I do. I have hockey cards that you don't have. I think so. I, think I know. I'm, I know. I am shooketh. Um, I know. I know. If you'd like, I could, I have the digital versions. I can trade them to you. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for all of our friends, Courtney, where can they find you on the internet? oh it's
0: pretty easy just at courtney dagger on twitter and if you'd like to follow me on instagram i don't post there as much it's courtney dagger 50 because you know Corey crawford
1: (laughs) i mean duh (laughs) if you know you know um there's a reason she was here on our last episode because it was the 50th one and she is courtney dagger and and her and i both obviously love number 50 himself as two of his jerseys are just chilling on the wall um chilling. And then for me, if you'd like to follow me on the internet, you can find me on the Bird app at Wonderbeffers. And Instagram is mostly my cat and my dog. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. That's, it's generally Gary, Gus, and Ella. But if you'd like to give a follow over there, it is at GoodBetterBeffers. Of course, make sure you are following the podcast social media on Twitter and Instagram. It is Hockey Pod, And on the YouTube, it is at Let's Talk Hockey. Make sure you're subscribed and, like, you do the liking and the the commenting and the sharing and, like, all of the youtube things that one is supposed to do. Because, um, you know, more people need to learn about Woho. This is a perfect episode to share. Exactly. Because we covered the whole gambit of the things you need to know about the basics of women's hockey.
0: It's a nice little primer for everybody and a refresher if you've been around. Exactly. And, you know, that's what we're here for.
1: Exactly.
0: We, and then we-, we get to talk
1: about playoffs next i know and i mean like the stickers and stuff chris grady who helped us get these he didn't know about women's hockey before listening to our podcast and this season went to his very first phf game and went to see none other than the connecticut whale so
0: boston baby (laughs) zach (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey you wanted the chaos i'm gonna bring the chaos
1: <laughs> i know you're gonna bring the chaos and you know what we love it it's absolutely wonderful so <laughs> for me beth that's courtney Tis I. This, this has been episode number 51 of let's talk about hockey and we will see you guys on thursday for some hockey talk heck yeah bye, guys. bye. 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 Thank you for watching this 5 in a Game Sports Network podcast. Now avoid the soft and
0: go enjoy your game of conduct.